Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax, Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it, Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com. Countdown with Keith Olbermann is a production of iHeartRadio. Okay, I got it. I got the solution to the speaker debacle. Got it right here. You ready? Hakeem Jeffries walks into Kevin McCarthy's office before the House can reconvene at noon and vote McCarthy down for a seventh time. And he says, Kevin, do you want to be Speaker of the House? Do you really want to be Speaker of the House? I can make you Speaker of the House today at noon. You listening? And Kevin McCarthy looks at Hakeem Jeffries blankly because that's who Kevin McCarthy is. And Leader Jeffries says, here's the deal. First of all, when you are speaker, you and like five of your friends are going to vote to increase the debt ceiling. Second, the motion to vacate the chair rule, the one you're going to have that lets them hold a vote of no confidence in you if like five Republicans call for it, you change that to say 225 for the motion to vacate the chair. Third, this reincarnation of the Holman rule that Marge Green is dying for, so you can try to defund the salaries of anybody who's investigating Trump, it's dead. Fourth, Biggs, Bishop, Boebert, Burkeen, Cloud, Clyde, Crane, Donalds, Gates, Good, Gosar, Harris, Luna, Miller, Norman, Ogles, Perry, Rosendale, Roy, and Self, the 20 idiots holding up Congress, the 20 idiots who voted against you, 
You hate them. We hate them. None of them gets a chairmanship. None of them gets a good committee. Oh, and Trailer Park Green, too. You can bury them all as deep as you can, the MAGA glass wipes. And we will help you do the shoveling, Kevin. And fifth and finally, impeaching Biden? No, it's dead. The laptop committee, you don't know from laptop committees, Kevin. Investigating the FBI, Twitter, Fauci. I want the committees dead. I want the committee's families dead. I want the committee's houses burned to the ground. Then Akeem Jeffries says, you give me all that, Kevin, and I will give you what's on this card. And he hands Kevin McCarthy a small index card, and on the card it reads, 212 Democratic votes for Kevin McCarthy for Speaker of the House of Representatives. And Jeffrey says, that's 212 of us, plus you, makes 213 We're down a man, so all you have to do is keep four of the other 200 Republicans who voted for you yesterday. All you have to do is give four of your best friends in this house whatever they want, and congratulations, Mr. Speaker. Kevin, do you want to be Speaker? Because then you'll want good friends like us. Because the Republicans, Kevin, are not going to make you Speaker. And sometime in the next week, these Republican friends of yours, they're not only not going to make you speaker, they are going to make you Fredo, Kevin. And this out here, this is not the House of Representatives. This is Lake Tahoe. You are going overboard, Kevin. And it'll be Steve Scalise who will be negotiating with Matt freaking Gates, Kevin. Or should I call you Fredo? Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon and for the rest of your life. And then, Fredo, if you're lucky, Stevie and Maddie will let you have the office next to George Santos. Is that what you want, Kevin? You want to be the guy George Santos can pity? Or do you want to be Speaker of the freaking House? Now, do I think this will happen? I do not. Not in a million years. But, as goofy as some of it sounds, it would actually make sense, especially for Kevin McCarthy, especially for Akeem Jeffries and the Democratic Party, and especially for the people who have been forgotten in this endless series of calculations and negotiations, the citizens of the United States of America. Because, yes, if Kevin McCarthy cut a deal with Akeem Jeffries to make himself speaker at the price of keeping the Republicans more or less within the guardrails of sanity, more or less where the Republicans usually lived just 25 years ago, if he did that, Kevin McCarthy would be dead to the rabid Republican base. On the other hand, if he really winds up not getting elected speaker of the House, guess what? Kevin McCarthy would also be dead to the rabid Republican base. There is no comeback to be made from the position Kevin McCarthy finds himself in today. To me right now, McCarthy's choice is whether he wants to be a sycophantic, unprincipled, manipulative, dishonest failure, 
or he wants to be a sycophantic, unprincipled, manipulative, dishonest failure who became Speaker of the House. Because all the roads stretching out in front of him right now in Republican land end with Kevin McCarthy getting nothing. He can somehow cut a deal with that vermin Gates, but the terms will be McCarthy is Speaker and Gates tells him what to do. Or he can somehow cut a different deal with Boebert, and then six weeks from now, Boebert and four other nitwits invoke that motion to vacate the chair, and McCarthy is the shortest-serving speaker since Theodore Pomeroy had one day in 1869. Or... Today or Friday or over the weekend, some of McCarthy's alleged friends suddenly stop standing next to him on the floor of the house and they go and slowly worm their way over and stand next to Steve Scalise instead. There are no other options. Speaker in name only or speaker until the first insurrection or Never speaker at all. Hi, I'm Kevin McCarthy. Do you know me? I was once almost speaker of the house, but I got outsmarted by Beavis and Butthead. So I got the American Express card. Now I get treated like I'm Paul Ryan. The American Express card. Don't leave home without it. And now, would you like a table near the window or near our famous Sizzler all-you-can-eat buffet? And I mean, by the way, a Republican speaker beholden to the support of the Democrats and forced at metaphorical gunpoint to try to steer the Republican Party back towards comparative responsibility and maybe even restore some sense that the House of Representatives was designed to serve the American people, all the American people. And it was not just supposed to be a place for Republican self-aggrandizement and grift. What's wrong with that? Exactly what's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? And from the Democratic point of view, I know I said yesterday Jeffries was a genius for making sure nobody on his side of the aisle rushed in to put out the collective Republican self-immolation. But as this thing gets worse and worse and McCarthy's ego sees his looming has-been-ship in more and more detail, Jeffries' leverage actually gets more and more potent. How far would Kevin McCarthy go to be speaker, if only to be ex-speaker two years from now when he goes looking for that post-Congress job? Because if right now when he isn't elected speaker, he's going to be looking for that post-Congress job starting on Tuesday. You'd think to be speaker he wouldn't sell out Matt Gates or Jim Jordan or Steve Scalise or Donald Trump, or MAGA, of course he'd sell them out. He's Kevin McCarthy. And what, honestly, is Kevin McCarthy's motive personally, deep down, to be loyal to Gates and Boebert and Chip Roy and now to his friends who are scheming at this hour behind his back to swap him out for Steve Scalise. And if that doesn't work, to swap him out for somebody else. You want to be loyal to the Republican Party that is gutting you while it is gutting you? Or do you want to be Speaker of the House of Representatives? 
And there is a final consideration here from the Democratic point of view. Somebody is going to become the 55th Speaker of the House. Somebody Republican is going to become the 55th Speaker of the House. That is the reality, and it is unavoidable. And under those circumstances, it sure would be better if that Republican Speaker of the House was somebody Akeem Jeffries selected. And somebody who gets elected by Akeem Jeffries... All the other Democrats, Kevin McCarthy, and four or five Republicans that Jeffries and McCarthy don't hate as much as they both hate all the other Republicans. And again, no, I don't think this will happen in a million years, which is really, really too bad because it would absolutely work. They never listen to me. By the way, joke of the day from Senator Brian Schatz's press guy, Steve Jeske. They should start the next speaker vote with a runner on second base. Still ahead, actual news news about whoever placed the pipe bombs at the committee headquarters two years ago tonight in Washington. The implosion of MSNBC continues as the network not only books Lauren Boebert as a guest for a historic story, but then boasts about it like it didn't make the network look like a whorehouse. And he had a catchphrase that millions of Southern California TV news viewers knew by heart. And then came the night he forgot the catchphrase. Things I promised not to tell coming up. That's next. This is Countdown. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you run for office or take on the country's biggest problems, but they can help you solve one of the peskiest problems at home, pests. 
You know, the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, even the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know intricate political strategy, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it, Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. This is Countdown with Keith Oberman. Still ahead on Countdown, unlike everything else on television, we made MSNBC a success organically. No consultants, no focus groups, no overripe executives with plans, just telling the truth. And it earned NBC billions in profits. And now the new management and someone named Stephanie Rule have shamed us all anew. Worst person's coming up. First, in each edition of Countdown, we feature a dog in need. You can help every dog has its day. This is about Apollo and Polo and Rufus and Ravioli and about eight other dogs and 16 cats at the city shelter in Mount Vernon, New York, my old neck of the woods, just north of the city. The shelter is closing. It has to, because after 48 years, the building is falling down and the money is not there to fix it or replace it. They will close at the end of this month. And if there are any cats or dogs who have not been adopted out or fostered by then, they will be euthanized because it is not like there are open spaces in any other area shelters, all way beyond capacity. Some very good-looking dogs, very cute cats at the Mount Vernon shelter. I'll tweet a link to their site. If you're in the area and you're looking, this is the place to go right now. I thank you, and Opal, and Tank, and Rufus, thank you. Postscripts to the news, some headlines, some updates, some snarks, some predictions. Dateline Washington, this is interesting. Didn't get much pickup yesterday because, frankly, most reporters and news organizations in Washington can only cover one story at a time. But the FBI has just increased from $100,000 to $500,000. The reward for any information leading to the arrest of whoever just after dinner time, two years ago tonight, on Tuesday, January 5th, 2021, whoever placed those pipe bombs near the headquarters of the Democratic and Republican National Committees. The FBI says it has conducted 1,000 interviews. It has visited 1,200 residences and businesses. It has collected 39,000 video files and assessed 500 notable tips from the public and still nothing. Notably, the FBI's announcement refers to whoever did this as a person, not a man, not a woman. And Dateline Washington, and this was reported Tuesday, but it also got swallowed up by the speaker coverage. The Washington Post reporting, guess who's back in town? The Attorney General's special counsel for Trump, Jack Smith. Quoting the paper, people familiar with Smith's travels would not say when he arrived from Europe, but said on Tuesday that he has been back in the country for some time.
This is Sports Center. Wait, check that. Not anymore. This is Countdown with Keith Olbermann. In sports, the Boston Red Sox finally did something to calm their mutinous fans, agreeing to the latest thing in baseball, an 11-year contract with the third baseman Raphael Devers. $331 million pending the other latest thing in baseball, a physical. Speaking of which, didn't Carlos Correa sign with the Mets or something like, what was it, two years ago? Pending a physical? Are they waiting for him to get back from Lords? Are they waiting for something to heal? Are they cloning him? Baseball Hall of Fame update. 120 ballots revealed so far, and per the tracker run so expertly by Mr. Ryan Thibodeau, only two nominees are above the threshold for election, which is 75% of the vote. That's Scott Rowland, the third baseman, at 81%, and Todd Helton, the Rockies' first baseman, at 77 But historically, percentages slide as time goes by, and especially in those ballots that the writer voters do not want publicly revealed. So right now, the odds favor nobody. Nobody being elected. Already below the cut line and pretty much done, the likes of Andrew Jones and Billy Wagner at 70%, Gary Sheffield at 66%, Carlos Beltran at 56 There's nobody else even at 50%. The results will be announced on the 24th. Hockey, Czechia beats Sweden 2-1 in the semifinals of the World Junior Hockey Championships. And why should you care? Because that means that in the title game today, that will feature the big 6-foot, 4-inch Czechia left wing, Marcel, Marcel. Thank you, Nancy Faust. Marcel Marcel. That's his name. Yes, Marcel Marcel's favorite fictional character is Humbert Humbert. His favorite presidential family member is Lauren Bush Loren. His favorite diplomat is Boutros Boutros Galley. His favorite author, Jerome K. Jerome. And of course, his favorite retro bands are Duran Duran and, confusingly enough, The Grateful Dead. Still ahead, he was one of the models for Ted Baxter from the Mary Tyler Moore Show, and he had a catchphrase that everybody in Southern California knew by heart, except him. He did not know his own catchphrase by heart. The story of Jerry Dunphy, next. First, the daily roundup of the miscreants, morons, and Dunning-Kruger effect specimens who constitute today's worst persons in the world. The Bronze Roll Call, the political website, opened Pandora's box in a story yesterday, which concluded that Blake Masters had underperformed for a Republican candidate in the Arizona Senate race compared to the typical Republican candidate there. Now, they did this by unveiling a new statistic, votes above replacement, which is modeled and or plagiarized from the Society for American Baseball Research statistic wins above replacement, abbreviated as war. I'll only say this to you in the political field once. I like metrics. 
I've been involved in the Society for American Baseball Research since 1973. But once you start using stats like this, Masters votes above replacement, it was minus 3.9. You will never get to go back to the good old days when you didn't have to listen to this number all the damn time. By the way, they're actually referring to this as the votes above replacement metric, which would in fact be abbreviated as VARM, which would make those who use the stats VARM-INTS. The runner-up, speaking of failures and VARM-INTS from Arizona, there's Carrie Lake, who has in two months gone from the forefront of the future fascists of America to a candidate for an involuntary psych eval. In an interview on the streaming propaganda feed called Real America's Voice, Lake has now referred to herself in the third person as, quote, the real governor, the duly elected governor. Even more crazily, she says that while she thinks they stole the election from Trump in the middle of the night, what they did to her was far worse because they did it in the middle of the day, which makes no sense. I mean, it doesn't just not make sense in reality. Nothing was stolen from either of them. They lost. Carrie, you lost. But it doesn't make sense as an analogy even for the nut jobs. I mean, how is stealing something in daylight worse than stealing it in the middle of the night? Seriously, get help. But our winner is Stephanie Rule, host of MSNBC's The 11th Hour program, and Rashida Jones, the network president, and anybody else who was involved in this fiasco. The special guest they booked to discuss the speaker votes, the one they promoted on social media to appear on the, quote, historic battle, Lauren Boebert. Lauren Boebert as a special guest on MSNBC and promote it. Look. I understand it's a business and the audience is shrinking, and NBC News chairman Cesar Conde thinks he has to turn it into a whorehouse to get whatever ratings he can, however he can get them. But putting Lauren Boebert on MSNBC is not just journalistic malpractice. It shows that Conde and Jones, and especially this host rule, have lost the basic plot here. Every time in its history that MSNBC has tried to court conservative viewers or given airtime to fascists, its ratings have gone down. When we evolved slowly and organically into first an anti-Bush network and then a news operation with a liberal point of view, MSNBC's ratings went up. There is nothing to be gained from giving airtime to nihilist political creatures like Lauren Boebert. It is not just disgusting. It is not just a betrayal of your audience. It costs you money. And since NBC News Chairman Conde and NBC Universal Chairman Jeff Schell are supposedly employed to make money, they should be firing Rashida Jones and Stephanie Rule and everybody else for doing this. Cancel the show, and for an hour every night, just put up as a full-screen graphic that says, Dear loyal MSNBC viewers, we're sorry. We're idiots. We screwed up a good thing. Stephanie Rule and accomplices, today's... Let me just add, I apologize to you for what MSNBC has become. This was not what any of us who created it had in mind. Today's worst persons in the world! 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you run for office or take on the country's biggest problems, but they can help you solve one of the peskiest problems at home, pests. You know, the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, even the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know intricate political strategy, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it, Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. To the number one story on the countdown and my favorite topic, me and things I promise not to tell. And somebody sent me a video of him the other day and I laughed again and I flashed back again. And now you get to hear about him, too. From the desert to the sea to all of Southern California, good evening. You may or may not have ever heard of Jerry Dunphy. That statement that you may or may not have ever heard of Jerry Dunphy just sent anybody from Southern California who was more than 35 years old into a deep, stunned silence because Jerry Dunphy was ubiquitous on TV news in Los Angeles from 1960 until 2002. He died a week after his last newscast, and there are some in the business who have seriously believed he may show up again sooner or later on TV, even though he's dead. He worked for Channel 2. And he and his team won all the ratings wars for 15 years. And then one year, the station finished only tied for first in the spring L.A. ratings of 1975. So the CBS corporate geniuses in New York fired him and he went to Channel 7 like 36 hours later. And then Channel 7 won nearly all the ratings periods there over 14 years. And then after six years at Channel 9, he was hired back at Channel 2 where he started, where they fired him. 
hired back at Channel 2 for a couple million more than he was making when they fired him 20 years earlier, and then he went back to Channel 9, and he was still on every night at the age of 80. And oh, by the way, he worked for 29 years after he came out of the KABC studios on the night of October 24th, 1983, hopped into his Rolls Royce with the station makeup lady by his side, and was ambushed and shot in the neck by four assailants leading him to issue the memorable statement, they said, don't move, and I didn't, but they shot anyway, unquote. And they never figured out who shot him or why, but Jerry Dunphy was back on the air three weeks later anyway, and you cannot imagine how many different guesses there were about that in the L.A. news industry when I was on the air there from 1985 through 1991. There is no question that in creating the fictional newscasters Ted Baxter and Kent Brockman, and maybe even Ron Burgundy, much was stolen from Jerry Dunphy. Jerry Dunphy had a huge shock of white hair, a craggy face, and a rich baritone voice. He was in 21 different movies, including Oh God! and the amazing Anne-Margaret flick Kitten with a Whip. No, really, there is an Anne-Margaret film called Kitten with a Whip! Anyway, I knew Jerry Dunphy. He was a smart man and a nice and a welcoming man and obviously quite a businessman, but he did have a tendency on the air to become, in his own words, a teleprompter reading machine. He said, you put it up there and I'm going to say it down here. And that's what this story is about. When I got to Los Angeles at the age of 26 in 1985, our newscast, Channel 5 News at 10, was like something out of the 1960s. The studio had carpeting on the walls. There were no graphics to speak of, just a big rear screen projection device. Our best reporter, the lovely Stan Chambers, had literally worked there since the station had signed on the air for the first time 38 years before, and he would keep working there for another 25 years. Our inimitable anchorman, Hal Fishman, would not wear an IFB, an earpiece, because he thought viewers might think that if he did, it was because he needed a hearing aid. He did, however, wear one of a series of toupees, of different length to simulate the need for a haircut. Until the first commercial break was over on News at 10, only Hal spoke. His female co-anchor just sat there adoringly, and the producer was a marvelously frantic character named Jerry Rubin, who every night at 9 p.m., an hour to airtime, would run around the newsroom screaming, Battle stations! Battle stations! and who took me seriously only when I could figure out what his, as Jerry phrased it, invisible thread was running through his nightly ordering of the stories, the rundown. He would ask me to come into the newsroom and look at the rundown and say, all right, Alderman, you're so smart. What's the invisible thread? And he only began to like me when I could recite to him from memory the starting lineup of his beloved 1945 Chicago Cubs. But he stayed liking me. We remained friends for 30 years. Anyway, Jerry had come to Los Angeles in 1969, hired away from WGN in Chicago to become the lead writer for, this is where the story comes together, you guessed it, the Jerry Dunphy newscasts on KNXT, the CBS station in Los Angeles. In fact, after winning every sweeps period for nine years, the newscast had rightly become the big news with Jerry Dunphy. 
And it began with an unseen announcer intoning, The Big News with Jerry Dunphy. Now, here is Jerry Dunphy. And then Jerry Dunphy said his catchphrase, the catchphrase of all catchphrases. Unlike the guy I worked with in New York when I was an intern, Bill Jorgensen, thank you for your time this time till next time. Jerry Dunphy said, from the desert to the sea to all of Southern California, good evening. Nonsense, of course, but boy, it sounded good. From the desert to the sea to all of Southern California, good evening. He said this so often that it is still used in some promotional announcements by Channel 9 News in Los Angeles and Channel 7 News in Los Angeles and Channel 2 in Los Angeles. From the desert to the sea to all of Southern California, good evening, I'm dead. Well, no, they don't actually say that, but that's pretty much what it means. The only joke about the night he got shot outside the parking lot that I can tell is that when the cops arrived, Dunphy said to them, from the desert to the sea to all of Southern California, good evening, I've been shot in the neck. The first night my friend Jerry Rubin sat down to write the big news with Jerry Dunphy, Jerry Rubin was a little nervous. He got there early, he said. He wrote some stories a dozen times each, trying to get it perfect. Finally, for the lead story, which, if memory serves, was about a bank robbery in Pasadena, Jerry got it just right. And on that 1969 evening at 6 p.m., viewers of the big news on Channel 2 in Los Angeles, those for whom from the desert to the sea to all of Southern California was not a cliché but mantra, they heard the familiar Channel 2 screeching theme music and then the big news with Jerry Dunphy. Now here is Jerry Dunphy. And up popped Jerry Dunphy's face and he said... Three armed and very dangerous modern-day desperados are still loose in Pasadena tonight after blah, 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 blah. The newscast ended an hour later. Jerry Rubin was very relieved. Jerry Dunphy strode back to his desk before presumably going out to warm up the Rolls Royce and avoid the gunmen who would finally get him 14 years later and not even slow him down. And that's when the station's news director leaned out of his office and waved the two Jerrys inside. What the hell happened, Dunphy? Did you retire it? You can't retire it. It's in the contract. You have to stay it. According to Jerry Rubin, Dunphy looked blankly at his boss. Jerry Rubin said he was even more confused himself. From the desert to the sea. You didn't say from the desert to the sea. At the start of the big news, you say from the desert to the sea to all of Southern California, good evening. Only tonight you didn't say from the desert to the sea to all of Southern California, good evening. You said something about a bank. What the hell, Jerry? We got 250 phone calls. Jerry Dunphy now pursed his lips and turned to the new writer. What the hell, Reuben? Didn't you put it in the script? Jerry Rubin kept this part to himself, but frankly, he said he couldn't believe what he was hearing. For nine years, this man Dunphy had signed on virtually every one of his news broadcasts every night at 6, and then again every night at 11 by saying from the desert to the sea to all of Southern California, good evening. But apparently, if you did not write it in the script and did not put it on the teleprompter for him, he would forget it. Before Jerry Rubin could say anything, Jerry Dunphy barked at him with some understanding. Don't you understand? When I'm out there, I'm a teleprompter reading machine. You put it up there, I'm going to say it down here. You don't put it up there, I'm not going to say it down here. The news director looked sternly at Jerry Rubin. 
Jerry Rubin did not burst into uncontrollable laughter, race from the building KNXT was in on Sunset Boulevard, and get on the first plane back to Chicago. He just said, yes, sir. And the news director said, good. And everybody left. And from that night at 11 o'clock onwards, Jerry Rubin always started his script for the lead story by typing out from the desert to the sea to all of Southern California. Good evening. There's a 26 car pileup on the Santa Monica freeway after another mattress has been dumped in the left lane. Or from the desert to the sea to all of Southern California. Good evening. Burbank bank burgled or whatever. Over the next few weeks, the lead story on the big news with Jerry Dunphy would change, as lead stories do, at 5 p.m. or 5.30 or 5.50. Something bigger would happen, and it was the big news. So Jerry Rubin would often have to rewrite page one of the script. And every time he rewrote it, and every time he re-rewrote it, and the one time he told me that he re-re-rewrote it, Jerry remembered to start page one with, from the desert to the sea to all of Southern California, good evening. All was well. The teleprompter reading machine was happy. The news director was happy. Jerry Rubin was happy. And then calamity struck. At about 5.58 one night, Jerry Rubin was told there is a refinery fire in Torrance. It is the new lead story. Just say we're rushing a crew. Get it written. He started to type our top story, breaking news, a refinery. And then he tore the page from his machine. He started anew. His fingers danced across the keyboard. From the desert to the sea to all of Southern California. Good evening. Our top story tonight. Breaking news. A refinery fire has just erupted in Torrance. A Channel 2 big news live crew is rushing to the scene at this hour. And we will have a big news live report from Rick Davis before this newscast is over. Ruben knew he did not have time to get a production assistant to take the new lead script into Dunphy, nor to tape it into the script about to pass through the teleprompter. So he did both things himself. New lead! He screamed at Dunphy, throwing the page at him, and the unseen announcer was already at mid-introduction when Jerry Rubin taped that new piece of script into the prompter without remembering to remove the old lead script from the prompter. And this is what Los Angeles heard. The big news with Jerry Dunphy. Now here is Jerry Dunphy. From the desert to the sea to all of Southern California, good evening. Our top story tonight, breaking news. A refinery fire has just erupted in Torrance. A Channel 2 Big News Live crew is rushing to the scene at this hour, and we will have a big news live report from Rick Davis before this newscast is over. Jerry Dunphy dramatically turned over page one and began to read page two. From the desert to the sea to all of Southern California, good evening. Our top story tonight, Mayor Sam Yorty said... Jerry Rubin said... My head dropped to my desk with a thud. Well, Jerry just wanted everybody to have a good evening so much that he said it twice. Done all the damage I can do here. Thank you for listening. Here are the credits. Most of the music, including our theme from Beethoven's Ninth, was arranged, produced, and performed by Brian Ray and John Philip Chanel. They are the Countdown musical directors. All orchestration and keyboards by John Philip Chanel. Guitars, bass, and drums by Brian Ray, and it was produced by TKO Brothers. Other Beethoven selections have been arranged and performed by No Horns Allowed. The sports music is the Olbermann theme from ESPN2, and it was written by Mitch Warren Davis and appears courtesy of ESPN Inc., 
musical comments by Nancy Faust, the best baseball stadium organist ever. Our announcer today was Larry David. Everything else was pretty much my fault. So that's countdown for this, the 730th day since Donald Trump's first attempted coup against the democratically elected government of the United States. Arrest him now while we still can. A new edition tomorrow. Until then, I'm Keith Olbermann. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, good luck, and from the desert to the sea to all of Southern California, good evening. Countdown with Keith Olbermann is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare dealing with pests can be a pain but relax terminix can help because when pests show up so does terminix with over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com.